You are listening to the Christ in All podcast, where we discuss how following Jesus Christ impacts all areas of a believer's life. Each week, we will answer questions about the Christian worldview in an effort to help both new and mature believers grow in their faith. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Christ in All podcast. My name is Matthew Smith, and with me as always is Chad Hunsberger. How are you doing today? All is well. Hey, Chad, you are the pastor of a Southern Baptist church. Yep. So I'm guessing baptism is a pretty big deal for you, right? I do believe in baptism. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <All> <laughs> is that the question so for the day? Because yeah, yeah. that that's... could be one of the easiest. Okay. Yes, I believe do you in like baptism. baptism. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, actually, so we, we have a question that we okay. wanted to answer. A really just really talking about the importance of believer's sure, baptism. Sure. Like why is it something that we put so much yep. um, importance on? And um, and so we'll, actually, I guess we can just kind of start with you talking about what baptism is, okay. and then maybe I'll have some follow-up yeah. questions to kind of go from there. I think you just made a phrase, maybe even unintentionally, uh, you said that we believe in... Uh, we put a lot of emphasis on believers' baptism. Yes, yeah. So that's already a marker for us as yes, to being yeah. something a little different. So the word baptism, though, so like we're not, we don't have to get into Greek and that yeah. kind of stuff, but just root word, think, mm-hmm. think about uh, it really means to, to plunge, to, to dip. Yeah. Uh, to, so, so there's a, an, this understanding that this comes, this is a going under the water and coming out mm-hmm. of the water. We'll talk a little bit more in a minute as to why that is, but know that that's really what the word means. The word literally means put yeah, underwater. So that actually helps answer some of the question about things like sprinkling, pouring, mm-hmm. um, and that kind of stuff, so we can at least understand that the word means to go under the water. Um, now, coming from that, we understand, though, that as Baptists, and particularly with believers' baptism, that it is a representation of of something that has already happened to you through the grace of God, that you have already turned your life from death and sin to life in Christ. So uh, we, we think about uh, baptism for us here. That means when someone says, I am choosing to follow Christ, I repent of my sin, turn away from uh, my sin, and I trust in Christ, that there's this visible picture for us, uh, example of what that act was, mm-hmm. and so we would even say you're buried yes, in yeah. uh, buried with sin and death, and when you come up out, and so somebody goes under the water, it's like they're going in the grave, mm-hmm. and then when they come out, they're raised to walk in newness of life, and so it's it's as though it's it's really a comparison of what happened with Christ. Christ right. died, went in the grave, came out of the grave, and was alive and is still alive today, and so we are identifying. With Christ, when we do that, we're saying we were once dead in our trespasses and sins, and now we've been made new, made uh, in life. And so we're identifying with Christ. We're also identifying with the church because the church is a a body of believers who have also done that, right? Also said that we were once dead and now we're alive. And so there's this uh, mutual uh, understanding of that. And so I would even argue... Again, we can talk about this later if you want, but that, that this is for the church. Mm-hmm. An ordinance is for the church, not just for somebody to go in the pool. I've baptized in the yeah. pool, by the way, and I think that's fine, but not just to go in the pool and like dunk themselves. Or like, It is for people to see and celebrate right. with them, whether that church is 10 people or 
10,000 people matters not. It's yeah. just that it is for the church to celebrate and see that together. So there is that intentional yeah, like piece of it. Kids go to beach camp for the summer and right. the kid gets saved right. while they're at beach camp. They want to go out in the ocean and get baptized. And that's not really... If right. it's, it it can it's be not, a little questionable. Right. You can, And I know people have done that. Yeah. And I'm not trying to call different things that's into right. question, but like um, for the, the normative thing should be that that's it's right. for, for, with the church. That's present. right. It does, again, I'm not... We're not trying to argue whether that's sin or not. Yeah. I think that the reason we would say let's do it here with our local body, even if you're at a lake or at a beach or whatever, it's so that the body of Christ can celebrate mm-hmm. together what Christ has done in this person. So again, uh, certainly I know and have seen lots of people do those kind of things, but they're kind of missing one of those elements yeah. of the reason to be baptized. And again, why we hold to believers baptism. Yeah. All right. So back up a little bit. Yep. Um, so we're talking believers baptism. Yep. And so that means baptism takes place after salvation. Yes. So, um, and so we're going to, I guess, uh, differentiate that from infant baptism. Yep. Something else. So, um, so uh, let me speak to that in regards yeah. to two different pieces. So, we would say that our brothers and sisters that are Presbyterian, their their understanding of infant baptism is that uh, is different than our Catholic friends. So I yeah. want to differentiate so that the Presbyterian who practices infant baptism does that because they believe that baptism is the new covenant form of what circumcision was in the old covenant. Mm -hmm. So it's a covenantal promise for the family that these parents are having their newborn child baptized for, to represent what they believe you are in the covenantal Mm -hmm. family until you really are brought to a saving faith of Christ. But they're trusting that that will happen because they're going to raise them. And and it's more than, I want to be clear, this is more than just what lots of churches call baby dedication. This is a more, it it is that, but it's more than that for them. This is a covenantal promise as a family that they would see. Deeper spiritual meaning. Absolutely. And and again, I have a nephew and two nieces who Mm -hmm. had that. I'm not I disagree with them, but yeah. this is a, it's a, a non-salvation matter. Right. Uh, but in the same way that the Jewish family would have circumcised their, right. their young boys at a very young age, yep. they're saying that baptism takes the place of that, so it That's takes right. place in it. But it does mean something different than what we see with infant baptism with Catholics. Yeah, so, so, so we're even though we disagree with our Presbyterian brothers, we would say we would not heavily criticize That's to right. say that it's a... I, I, yeah, like unbiblical act. Yeah, they have. We just have a different biblical. We're interpretation just interpreting it. it differently. Yeah. yeah, whether our Catholic friends are going to see this as a salvation matter. Yeah. So meaning that uh, that infant baptism for them, er, according to the Catechism, erases original sin. Catechism is not Scripture, by the mm-hmm. way, and so it's disagreeing with what we it holds in Scripture. So it's saying that that you you no longer have the guilt of original sin which is problematic, as though water can do that. Mm. Water cannot do that. And so we have to be really careful to see that that is different. Um, They would also still see that there are other steps to salvation that have to happen. And when asking even a professional, like a priest, they would say something like, the reason you do that is to cover all your bases. Yeah. Well, the gospel covers all our bases, so we don't have to, to do that. And so, again, that's a differentiation in those two. 
I do want to circle back to this, though, and making sure everybody understands when we talk about believer's baptism and understanding even, um, like, yes, we want to identify Christ and yet with Christ and with the church, but there's also this piece of obedience to Christ. Yeah. Right? So we think about um, the all of the New Testament examples of baptism are of people who have come to Christ, yeah. who have chosen to follow Christ. So that's where we would disagree with our Presbyterian brothers and sisters in that they, again, they're going to do that there and, and they have a reason and an understanding, but we would look and as I don't Baptists, see any stories of infants all, being baptized Absolutely, in our examples are I this. I see new converts being baptized that's right. in Scripture. And so, and again, we think about obedience to Christ. We think about the Great Commission, Matthew 28. Mm-hmm. Jesus says that all authority in heaven and on earth is given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so there is this, when they become converts, when they become disciples, as they are growing in Christ, baptism should take place. So it's evidence that evangelism has to happen. And as a result of people choosing to follow Christ, becoming disciples, they then are baptized into the family of God. Yeah, uh, I remember uh, talking to a student many years ago, a teenager, um, who uh, actually he had a friend who said he was a Christian, but was adamant about not being baptized. Mm-hmm. He did not want to be baptized, didn't want to talk about it, didn't want anything yeah. to do with the idea of baptism. and was, uh, But was really because, you, like you mentioned, this is an obedience issue. Right. Like him being so against it, so, so strongly against sure. it, really, for me, kind of called his salvation into question. Right. Like, yeah, I, I would say that um, there's, there's no doubt... Baptist, well, Scripture makes it very clear to me, as I as I study it. Maybe that's less important to say to me, uh, as it is as it is correctly interpreted that that baptism does not provide salvation. Yeah, salvation comes in the name of Christ mm-hmm. alone. We are yeah. saved by repentance and belief, faith in Him. Right, and that kid's argument would have been, I don't need to be baptized if I'm saved. That's right, because salvation because baptism doesn't. Save Absolutely. Me. So, so I yeah. want to agree with that piece mm-hmm. that. That would not save him. However, we wouldn't look at any other act of disobedience and say that it's okay. Yeah. And so we we don't. Ex- I mean, now we might in ourselves, right? That's called <laughs> <Yeah>. sin. <laughs> but but we wouldn't uh, affirm someone for committing some other sin and saying, well, it's okay yeah. because God has commanded X. Yeah. It's okay for me to not do that because that doesn't save me. Like, Absolutely. That logic doesn't work for any. It's disobedience and therefore it's sin. And so. That's one of the things we talk about a good bit here is your your disobedience in following through in baptism is sin. Again, it doesn't mean you're not saved. I believe that the the guy on the cross who was not baptized, mm-hmm. when Jesus says, today you will be with me in paradise, I think that was true. Jesus was saving him, rescuing yeah. him, but he wasn't baptized. Uh, and so it's definitely clear that that's the that there are circumstances and situations in which people can be saved never get baptized and enter into the gates of heaven yes but that doesn't mean that's the ideal the goal is is to participate in this ordinance that's been given to the church mm-hmm. for the church to do and for believers particularly to participate in yeah um what would you say then to the person who was baptized as an infant mm-hmm. or maybe got baptized as a young child but didn't really understand the, yeah. the salvation piece and so they were just doing something because they felt like it was the right thing to do or their parents pressured them into it. But later on, as a teenager or as an adult, 
became a believer, was actually genuinely converted. Mm-hmm. Uh, this baptism is his baptism uh, required. This, yeah. yeah. So what I, I think those are two a little bit different yeah. scenarios, but all of them, mm-hmm. right? So the infant baptized and the uh, the baptism when it wasn't believers' baptism, it was uh, I just walked down an aisle mm-hmm. baptism. Yeah. I would argue that based on what we understand it being believers' baptism, that those aren't actually baptism. Yeah. They are being mm-hmm. plunged or dipping, right? Yeah. They are that, but they are not the act of baptism that we describe and understand scriptures teach as believers' baptism. So what I typically encourage is obedience. This past Sunday, I don't know if it is mm-hmm. when this recording is, but most recently yeah. I, I baptized uh, uh, a lady who was raised in a Presbyterian church. And so for her, uh, she was baptized as an infant, but it was it was here where she realized, hey, I, I want to be obedient in following through with this step of declaring that I am a Christ follower. So as so, I would love to get baptized and become a member of Colonial Heights. So, so I would say that that's what I always encourage. And to those who might even like be considered a member, but realized later, I I really didn't come to Christ until I was 24, and I got dunked when I was seven or eight or whatever the case is, um, I do encourage them to be baptized. N- some people call that rebaptism. Yeah, I do not it's just because baptism. it is baptism. Rebaptism is the act of doing something again, right? But if the first one wasn't actually baptism, then you're not doing something again. Baptism. Yeah. So I would, I, I am careful to use the that this isn't a rebaptism. Yeah. It is a baptism. The other was not. Yeah. A baptism. I always compare it to uh, like. For if when somebody gets married, you put mm-hmm. on a wedding ring, but putting a ring on your finger doesn't make you married. Right. It just shows the world after that you are sure. married. That's so good. baptism is you're announcing to everyone else that you have been saved. Yeah. Well, if I, w- I happen to wear a gold ring before I got married mm-hmm. on my left hand, on my yeah. ring finger, well, and then I get married, I'm not wearing that old ring anymore. I'm right. putting my wedding ring on. Right, right. So you That's don't just good. keep clinging to the what that d- being dunked in the water that mm-hmm. wasn't a true baptism. That's right. Um, you, you. So it wasn't a true declaration or right. proclamation or whatever. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. It also doesn't mean that you got to get baptized every time you you confess a sin. Right. So there are those that would even argue. I have a relative who was dunked in the water seven or eight times because they had areas of sin in their life, and as they were shedding those areas of sin, they kept coming and calling it a rededication or whatever that was, and then saying, "I got to get baptized again." And they did that in several different churches, so it, it kind of yeah. kept, but it kept doing that. And I was like, no, that's that's not the intent. Like, you were already a believer. You're just not. You're, you're shedding areas of sin, so allow that to happen. But that doesn't require another dunking in the water. Yeah. Okay. Anything else we need to address about baptism? We might not have addressed it all because baptism right. is a is a thorough topic. But yeah. I would certainly I feel like we did say cover a lot we covered of material, a lot. Yeah. Um, so I would say if you got other questions, we'd certainly like to answer them. Okay. Um, I was also kind of setting you up there, just like oh. this plea to say, hey, you should be baptized if you have. Oh yeah. <laughs> Why don't you don't you tell people? I would say <laughs> thank you for setting that up. Sorry. Um, no, I do agree with that. I I say it often here. Yeah. Um, delayed obedience is disobedience, and so if you are sitting and thinking. Man, I, I need to follow through with believer's baptism. You do, and you should. Mm-hmm. And so if you are already a follower of Christ, choose to do that. If you are not a follower of Christ, 
hear the picture and description of what baptism is, that you go from death to life. And I would plead with you to repent of your sin, turn away from sin and yourself, and trust in Christ for salvation, that you might go from death to life. Amen. That's a good way to wrap us up. Good deal. All right, so that is going to take care of this episode. We hope you have enjoyed it. If you have, please share this podcast on social media so that others, the word can get out about the podcast and other people can be aware of it. Uh, Give us a rating and review on iTunes, and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Christ in All podcast, a ministry of Colonial Heights Baptist Church in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Together, we glorify God by making disciples of all nations. For more information, please visit our website at colonialheights.org.